This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Well, I think we all recognize that this isn't the regular season. So I, you know, I understand, that, you know, your question. And as far as you know, last year was last year. Um, I think, you know, really last year, as far as trying to establish a play style and an identity, um, you know, it took us a while to get to that. And you know, once we did, we were, you know, won a number of games. So this is really the starting point that you go through every year. So this this is preseason. I don't think this has anything to do with last year. I mean, obviously, you guys get to write what you want, but uh, you know, it's it's a starting point. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't I don't like I don't like the number of penalties. You know, made it clear. I talked about it at halftime, and um, you know, talked about it briefly in there. So we'll take a long look at it. But I am excited about the the fact that you know we were able to come up here and run a lot of plays, and you know, and, and I like the way you know we ran the ball and, and stopped the run. So that, that's a good starting point for us. It's 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 a bigger emphasis this year. Mike McCarthy sounding uh, a little bit defensive after last night's game when the question was asked about the penalty issue carrying over uh, here to the first game of the preseason. 17 penalties for 129 yards. This coming after 14 penalties in their last game in the divisional round. Um, man, I get that you don't have all your normal play- players in there. You've got some rookies in there. you got some guys getting a feel. There's going to be sloppiness. There's going to be mistakes. But 17 feels egregious, to be honest. But... Uh, a little bit of maybe a little defensiveness there from Mike McCarthy talking about you guys can write what you want. And, uh, you know, I well, I think we won a lot of games once we established our identity last year, which I know you love I, team identity questions there, Brian. Uh, I'm a big fan of the team identity <laughs> You are. Question. You are 100%. Uh, your thoughts on, I guess, the penalty issue and, and what Mike McCarthy had to say, they're not just about the penalties, but also about, hey, it was good. We were able to come in here, do some nice things with the running game and, and run a lot of plays and, and get those reps in. I appreciate the fact that he brought up the preseason aspect of what's going on, but, you know, they do have officials at practice, collegiate officials, high school officials. Sometimes they have NFL officials that show up for these practices and work with them and tell them, hey, you you can't get your hands outside the framework of the body here. Uh, You know, you got to line up on the line. You can't be back here. Uh, you know, when you when you go in motion, you can't start at the line of scrimmage. You got to stay parallel. These are all things that uh, that they go through. And I'm not saying that they have to be perfect, but I've watched a bunch of games this weekend. And I didn't see other NFL teams getting 17 penalties. Nope. I think the most I saw was New England had 11. Is what I saw, and, and you know that's very high for a Bill Belichick team. I will say this also. I thought Alex Kemp's crew had a rough day yesterday, or a rough night, if you want to talk about it. Uh, Specifically, Mike Morton, the umpire uh, that stands next to Alex Kemp, I thought he had a rough game. Uh, There were several 
calls. And I'll look forward to seeing the uh, the All-22 and really seeing – I felt like that Tyler Smith, there was a holding call on him where his guy was going to the ground and he gets called for holding. Uh, okay. But it just seemed like that there was just – I know that Sprinkle had a holding call, but he – and I, I remember the play vividly. The ball was, was going behind him. It's an easy call because he did. He had a handful of his man because he didn't get off the ball well enough. So he was trying to keep the guy from getting a tackle for the loss. Might have should just let him get the tackle for the loss instead of get a holding and you know costing your team 10 yards. But I, I just felt like that, that Alex Kemp's crew wasn't at their very best. And specifically, I, I single out you know Mike Morton, the, the umpire, because I felt like that there were some plays the outside there that you just got to let those go. That's that's football. You can't – every time you run the ball the edge, you you have a holding call basically. I It's not not like that all the time. Yeah, and and I'm glad you brought up the Tyler Smith question because I think there was some, some good and some bad for Tyler Smith's game. Um, stuff that I think you can be really positive about, though, coming out of that game. But before just diving into his question about his penalties and how that affected his game, when we talk about, yeah, there were some ticky-tack penalties – how concerning is it, though, when you talk about some of these penalties are a veteran like Terrell Basham getting a late hit, yes. a Kelvin yeah. a Kelvin Joseph lining up offside yes. on a field goal? Yes. Those are the things that it's like, okay, what are you guys doing to prepare this well, team? Yeah, that should be one of the six you have for the game. But Brad Sham said it on the radio, and he talked with Bones Fossil about this, that Bones goes into – these preseason game with real no with really no plan. And I felt like, boy, that's strange. Well, you kind of saw a team that played special teams that didn't have plan yesterday. Uh punt return average was, you know, poor against them. Uh they had a punt tipped that was, you know, they almost had that field goal that uh Hailu, he that he, you know, he he hit it, but it was almost blocked off the right side. You know, you know, you talk about having not having a plan or having a plan. I would like to see him have a plan about how things are going to be handled on special teams. And do you, you know, do you, I mean, we, we were out there a bunch, Bobby, they work on field goal rush. Yep. You, all you have to do is look at the official and point and say, am I on, am I on? And they'll nod and they'll tell you, they'll tell you to move back. You know, they'll say, get back, move back. And you, you know, if you move back, you're going to be on side. That's all. That cost them three points. But think about that in, you know, I know it's a preseason game, but think about that with having a final drive to try and maybe go tie the game or win the game with a two-point conversion without right. that field goal. They had a missed – it was a missed field goal, a missed field goal before half. You know, that's big. And, you know, those three points really, you know, they kind of put the game in another little bit of direction. But I – the penalties, coaches will tell you, I don't coach penalties. But you also have to be very mindful about the players that you have, the players you put out there. Are the players smart enough to not, football intelligent-wise, not to get penalties at crucial spots? You mentioned that real quick uh, about the the roughing the passer yeah. penalty. I'm not talking about the Sam Williams one because I thought that was – Nothing he forced. could do. There, that was horse s. To be honest with you, that literally, I'm watching the play. 
Ball leaves Ripon's hand, and he's got one step, and he unloads. Got it. That's clean football. Clean football play. You know, that's a big-time hit. It's not a roughing the passer point. But think about the other one when there was third and 12 or third and 13. Fowler jumps off sides, you know, and then they get the – and then Basham gets the penalty from yeah. going low. I mean, you're veteran players. Those are veteran players right there. You're getting off the field. You know, that's not rookie guys making those mistakes. Those are two veteran football players. So that part of it is 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 troubling for sure. When we and, and just really briefly, I want to jump back to something you said. Talking about the special teams looked like they didn't have a plan. I'd agree with that. I do well, want to Bone point out, says he doesn't no, have no, a plan. No, yeah, no, and that it looks like it. No, I get it. That you say it doesn't just they, it's not they that it doesn't have like one. They didn't it have also a plan looks yesterday. like it. hundred percent. The one guy that I will say stuck out to me on special teams yesterday, Jaquari Robin Roberson. He great job as that flyer. A, he yeah. had a couple really good reps there. Uh, and then had that one where he pinned it down at the one. So I just wanted to single him out as that was a positive one. No, absolutely. And you know, We've, we've, I was hearing some things. I said it on the broadcast. You know, some people were saying, listen, the whole problem, you know, with Garibay wasn't always Garibay. Keep an eye on what's going on with these snaps, you know, and the field goal that they had, the field goal attempt, you know, whether that was a, you know, wet ball situation. I, I want to believe it wasn't a wet ball situation because those kicking balls are held until they put them out there on the field. Yeah. You know, it's not a ball that's been used in play for, you know, normal down and distance. It's a kicking ball. So those balls, I'd say, are, you know, pretty dry. And But they had a problem with the, you know, they had to go back and, you know, I think Michael Gelkin, if you check his Twitter, he had an actual picture of how it was, you know, it was Brian Anger had trouble with the, the handle. Was it the snap not there? Was it hard? You know, I those are the kinds of things you can't have happen to you. But, man – the punt return unit, they didn't, they, you know, other than, other than you know, maybe a couple of kicks or punts they were able to cover and, and be in position, that's fine. But, man, they give up some big return yards as well. Absolutely. Now, on that penalty question, there were two on Tyler Smith, two holding calls, which you knew that was going to get a lot of people worked up because of the issues that he had at Tulsa. And, honestly, there was a time or two where I thought he could have been called for it, and he didn't. Just is that an instance right there with Tyler Smith where look there there's going to be still some growing pains. You're still breaking certain habits that he probably had at Tulsa and his hand placement, his hand yeah. usage. It's going to take a little time. I think his hands are honestly better than what they were at Tulsa. They are. There's already yeah, improvement. Yeah, you could already see, and maybe that's working with Duke and guys like that that have kind of helped him along. But he was really bad with feet and hands at Tulsa and he's gotten a lot better. I'll say this young guy, first NFL opportunity playing a lot of snaps. There's a lot going through your mind and, and you revert back to some bad habits when you get tired because you're just trying to survive. You're just trying to survive. You're not, you're not in game condition. You're not, you don't understand the real speed of the game. I'm not making excuses for the kids because I feel like he's come a long way from yes. Tulsa film. Yep. Tulsa film will scare you. Dallas Cowboy film will give you some encouragement that this son of a gun's got some upper body power and strength to him. And when he gets the hand placement and all that right, you, you, we interviewed a bunch of those Cowboys defenders that say, hey, when he gets his hands on you, it's church. He's it's so done. strong. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, it's, so- it's unreal to see the power out there. And I actually think that's an interesting point. You talk to a lot of people at the Cowboys and they will tell you they think a big portion of his penalties came from just his play strength. And I know yeah. some people hear that and they kind of go, well, that's kind of odd. What does that mean? I'm going to play a clip here because this is what it reminded me of when I was watching him yesterday. Uh, back in 2018, Tyron Smith was getting flagged for holding a lot. And Jason Garrett was asked about that and said, what's the deal? Is this because of his elbow? He's just having problems with his technique. And he gave a really interesting answer that I think applies to Tyler Smith about why Tyron was struggling with holding calls. Tyron's elbow limited him at all in terms of his ability to punch or catch guys. Has that been any factor in the holds that he's had? No, actually, many of the holds that he's had, he's been in great position, uh, clinic reel type position. And I think the biggest thing that he has to learn is he has such great hand strength that he has to he has to let go because uh, they're calling those plays. But uh, I think if you look back at really all the holes that he's had over the course of the year, he's been an outstanding position, great sets, great position down the field on guys. You know, most of the holding penalties uh, are called when a player is out of position and he's kind of reaching and grabbing and is compromised and his haven't been the case. So he just has to have more discipline at the end of the down, releasing uh, releasing the guy he's blocking because he's done a really good job getting himself in a great position to block him the way we want him to. Is that counterintuitive to release a guy as you're yes. blocking him? How is that teaching point? I mean, it's because it's, okay, you're, you're getting these called on you just because you're so damn strong, your technique is great. You've just got you've got to back off. That's that's yeah, and, and, and that's not unique to him. I mean, that, that happens a lot, particularly on the edges when you know a tight end is blocking maybe an outside linebacker and he has him, and the guy starts to pull away. You just have to be careful about staying in that block, and uh, you know that's something we'll continue to try to teach. Brian, is that something that Cowboys fans, if they hear Tyler Smith getting flagged for holding, I think a lot of them will default to. Wow, awful technique. Look at him. But, I mean, should we prepare the season for some of it is just going to be the case if he's so physically domineering, he's going to get flagged for some honestly BS holding calls this year? You're going to see some guys flail like they're flopping in soccer. You know, when guys get hit in soccer matches and they just throw their hands up and flail and flop and all that. Because that's the the new thing in the NFL. These guys, if they're getting just driven off the ball – and then the ball comes behind them in their or in their in their area, they'll throw their hands up like they're getting held. And Jason Garrett makes a very good point. If you're so strong in your hands, and most offensive linemen grab the breastplate of the shoulder pads and hold. That's where they grab and control. And to his point, Tyron is just or Tyron had to learn how to you know, if the he would hold this guy up and, and the ball would be passed, you just got to learn once the ball, you have to have that feel that once the ball gets past you, just let go. Because you're going to see guys flail and flop and do all that to try and draw holding calls. So Jason Garrett's right in that regard. It'll be uh, an interesting thing to watch with Tyler Smith to see if, if that just ends up being some of the issue because he is when we watch him on the field I feel like he's the most powerful person on the field at any given moment uh you're listening to the love of the star podcast the love of the star is an odyssey podcast you can find it on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts